Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard. I'm so excited that you're here and now part of this very important movement for change in the way mums are looked after in the fitness industry. In 2020, 4.35 million women used our gyms and fitness facilities in comparison to 3.5 million men. Further to this, in 2016, the ABS reported that 77% of women over the age of 15 in Australia would become mothers. This is 3.35 million mothers or 42.7% of a personal trainer's potential clientele. Yet our fitness certificates don't teach us enough and mums themselves receive very little, if any, education about how to move safely and effectively. I am here to change that. This podcast is an accumulation of over 16 years in the fitness industry, a decade working face-to-face with mums themselves and teaching thousands of trainers in my Safe Return to Exercise certification. And most recently, bringing mums and trainers together around the MumSafe brand. This podcast is the next step into raising our voices and bringing mums and the trainers that work with them into the arena to achieve our mission of safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. I'm your host, Jen Dugard, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Emma Bunting of Motivate Mums. Emma has two boys, Oliver and Nathan, and has always been active growing up. Sport became a big part of Emma's life and she always dreamt about being a personal trainer. And after she had her two boys, Emma knew that she wanted to help other mums. Emma's mission is to help mums feel the happiest and healthiest they've ever been, to feel amazing about themselves and be a good role model to their children. Motivate Mums is about having fun and having a smile on your face while you exercise. Emma wants to create a community feel. If Emma sees mums having fun and are happy, she feels like she's done her job well. And I know she does her job very well. After Emma qualified as a personal trainer, she worked at Vision Personal Training and then went to set up Motivate Mums. Emma's been one of our Mum Safe trainers for the past three and a half years. Time really does fly and is a wonderful example of doing the work, following the systems and remaining consistent. One of the things I love about Emma is that even when there's a dip or she's finding something hard, she looks for the opportunity and she gets back to work. I invited Emma to chat with me today, mostly because she started her business in Sydney, only to shut it down 18 months later, move to the Sunshine Coast and rebuild. She went on to rebuild Motivate Mums on the Sunshine Coast and equaled her previous business income in just six months. Since then, she's grown even more, launched a podcast, started running community events, and I know there are much, much bigger things to come. If you've ever wondered if you'll get anywhere with your small business or if it's taking too long, listen to Emma's journey and know that you can absolutely create a bigger impact and a business you're proud of when you stay consistent and gain support along the way. Let's jump in. Emma, welcome to the Mum Safe Movement podcast. How are you? I'm feeling really good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited that you're here. Now I will premise this with I'm in Singapore at the moment and I don't have my usual setup. So we've got our fingers crossed that all the Wi-Fi and all the sound and all of the stuff is going to work really well. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> hope so. <laughs> Me too. Hey, let's kick off with the way that I love to kick off every episode with a word, a win, and a working on. Oh, my word is uplifted. My mm. win would be a really cool meeting with a women's health physio just before this podcast. Tell us about uh, something. Oh, so she she contacted me to mm-hmm. connect. How was that? And yeah. I know, so it was good. Considering the journey that I've been on with physios, um, yeah. I was actually <laughs> reflecting back on the initial, you know, as we might touch on it later, um, to where we've come to today, where I've got a physio contacting me to work together. Yep. So I went to her studio and it felt like it was a bit of an interview, actually. It was really strange. So you were interviewing her or she was interviewing you? I felt like she was interviewing me. Um, But it was good because I felt confident in what I was talking about. And she wants to pass all of her, she's currently trains women inside the studio. She wants to pass them all on to me. How was that? Yeah. Did you so did you pass the interview? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> we will see. see. Like... <laughs> I think it went well. It'd be fun <laughs> if she ever listened to the podcast and she's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <That wasn't interviewing laughs> or the flip side, like I was absolutely interviewing you to make sure that you could look after my clients well. <laughs> and I think that's what it was. It's just making sure she's passing them on to someone she believes that can look after them. Yeah. Well, it's a two two way street, isn't it? It's like you're technically interviewing her too to make sure that she's someone that you want to refer your clients to as well and also someone that you can work in like hand in hand with yeah exactly yeah 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 cool and then what are you winning at working on or winning oh working on sorry I got mixed up working on (laughs) um (laughs) filling well to be honest at the moment it's filling places because we've just come into term four and working on a presentation that I'm doing for a mother's group. Cool. What's the mother's group? Raising Mamas. That's a local mother's group that um, run educational classes for mums, new Mm mums. So I've been asked to do a presentation later on this month. That's exciting. Have you got a topic? Yeah, I think it's related to new mums. So we're going to talk about you know, the six week checkup, the, the reasons to go, to go and see physio and why we should return to exercise safely and give them some education to walk away with and being able to, you know, a few tips and then they know where to go to after that. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So moving people really from that, come out of hospital, don't know what to do, don't know what you don't know. And then going, Hey, here's a starting point. and, And this is what you do next. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Nice. I'm interested in the word uplifted. Where, like, what's that coming from? Is that just a today thing? Yeah, I think there's just a few things happening recently. And I think it's the consistency of of things and being around people that uplift each other Mm. and being around, I think the, the physio meeting just kind of made me feel that way as well. Just that feel like we're just all in a space of helping each other within the mum safe team, within physios, other trainers. And it just come to mind. And I think it's more of the consistency of doing things that then makes me feel uplifted. 
Yeah, I like that. And I like the word consistency. Consistency has been on my mind a lot of late. Um, even just listening to podcast, I was listening to a podcast this morning and it was talking about, you know, we underestimate what we can do in a year, but we overestimate. No, we overestimate what we can do in a year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And I know 10 years seems like a big time frame for a lot of people, but you know, we're going to turn around at some point and go, well, we're 10 years down the track anyway. And did we consistently continue to move towards what we were trying to get done in the world? Or did we, you know, do these little short, sharp sprints at things and not really lay the layers and be consistent because we were too busy going for the next big quick, quick fix or the thing that was going to change everything. And really there is nothing that's going to change everything apart from consistency. So I like that. Yeah. And I love that Uplifted came from that. Yeah. Nice. Um, that was more Emma- from your, your podcast as well, Jen. So I think listening to that made me think about all the things that we do consistently. Sometimes you can mm-hmm. feel like you're in a bit of a hole and not getting anywhere, but then keeping consistently, trying to stay on track. And like you said before, try not to do too many things at once. Sometimes you want to do more things, go for the shiny things, but I think just peeling it back and laying down those layers first. Yeah, I think shiny. Th- I think doing a couple of shiny things is good, but if you spend your whole life doing all the shiny things, not good. Um, but I do think you're right about the you don't realise the layers that you're actually building and the consistency that you're doing when you're in the doing. Um, so being able to kind of rise yeah. above that and, and check in and, and figure out, you know, what is worthwhile doing and what is not worthwhile doing. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hey, Em, I wanted to get you onto the podcast because there's a re- I'm focusing a lot on, you know, really helping trainers right now to understand that consistency and the layers and, and how to become the go-to trainer in their area because at the end of the day where the mission is safe and effective exercise for women at every stage of motherhood, the more people that we have as part of the army to do that, the better. Um, and and as having as many trainers have as many tools as possible to be able to lay those layers and have the biggest impact in their community and in their life is something that means a lot to me. And you, you know, whatever way I look at things is you're a real shining example of someone that's kind of gone, this is what I'm committed to. I'm going to do the work over and over and over again to get to where I want to do, where I want to be. And not only have you done that once, but you've done that twice. So can we go back right to the beginning, Um, share with us like, how you even got into the fitness industry, um, how you ended up working with mums. And then we'll talk about the fact that you shut your whole business down and then relaunched it in a completely different state. So let's do the first bit first and then we'll go into that afterwards. Yeah, this is exciting because I was starting to make some notes before and I think you can forget of, you know, how far you've come and you can just forget the small things that you didn't know back then, but you do know now. Um, So I had wanted to be a personal trainer for about 10 years before I actually studied to be a personal trainer Um, in 2020, February 2020, I completed my course, but throughout that course, I knew, so I completed the the PT course, I knew that I wanted to work with mums. That was my Mm -hmm. thing going into that course. I had my vision. I knew inside that PT, PT course that that's what I wanted to do. Um, And as I was doing that course, another trainer who was training me, told me to do your safe return to exercise course as soon as I was qualified PT I went on to do your course 
um, and I just wanted to do all the things straight away. So in February 2020, I complete the course and March 2020, I started working in a gym for a short period of time before everything was locked down. So that was the, the kind of start of me figuring out what I wanted to do going forward. Um, I sat the Safe Return to Exercise course, finished that, and with a lot of overwhelm, because I just was newly qualified, went into your course, loved it, but I knew there was so much I needed to learn, so much. Um, off the back of the course, I joined the Mum Safe team. With there was just no question. I, I knew that I wanted to to just jump in and learn as much as I can. And I think it was the first one of the first posts that I put into that group. And I was a bit hesitant to start with. I didn't want to post in the group. Didn't <laughs> didn't want to draw attention to myself. <laughs> and I think it was just it was it was all the questions. You know, I want to start a group class. Where do I start? How do I market it? Who do I ask? And it was, and I think that's when you said, let's do a one-on-one a -on -one together. And that was, that was three years ago. And uh, eventually kicked off the classes. I can't believe it was three years ago for starters. Like that feels insane. But three and a half so, now, yeah. Three and a half, yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. what, what made you know through your PT course that you wanted to work with mums? Like, cause some people know straight away and then, and other people take them a really long time to get to the people that they really want to specialize in working with. Was that because you were a mum yourself or was it, were there other factors? I think it was my journey of having my first child. I was always been into exercise and as soon as I had my first, actually my husband bought me a voucher. For a, for a mums and bubs exercise class in Sydney. And I went into that. And that, I feel like that saved me from, I'm not going to say it saved me from postnatal depression, but I also I think that it really helped me get out there, exercise, do what I wanted to do and be out meeting other mums. So I felt like I had a place to go where I could chat to other mums, I could exercise. There's a bit of freedom. And they had childcare, on-site childcare. So... But I remember talking to one of the trainers and I said to him, this is what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to start my own business. And he just laughed at me at the time and said, you know what? It's hard work. Hmm. And that put me off for a while. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I know, I so, know this business, don't I? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We won't go there. I had yeah. a bit of a, a couple of run-ins with, with yeah. said business. Um, but look, if every, people mm. are out there working with mums in whatever capacity, I think is awesome. I don't love that. Well, there's two sides to it, isn't it? When someone tells you that something is hard and maybe it put you off, but also mm. you, as you moved forward, maybe it ignited that did you ever have like that well I'll show you what I can do kind of thing or that's just not part of your drive at all yeah it was it was it was like I want to do that and I did hesitate for a little while yeah but I just knew that's kind of what path I wanted to go down yeah so you did say for to exercise I heard you say it was overwhelming what was overwhelming uh, I think it was just me learning something new after, on the back of already just learned, like being in a course for six months and then yep. it was face-to-face. -face, so it was, you know, two evenings of a week and then all day on a Sunday. And off the back of that went into your course and mm. I think I was just trying to get my head around 
everything I've just learned plus learning something else new. So I think I, I wouldn't change it because I think going into the Safe Return to Exercise course, why I was motivated to carry on and was, was good for me. But maybe trying to let things settle first would have been a good idea. Yep. But I definitely yep. wouldn't change it. Yeah, it's interesting. I see two different types, like the trainers that want know that they want to work with mums immediately generally do okay, even though it's a lot when they learn safe return to exercise. It's like I've got the foundations now and I need to go into the marketplace to implement it. Trainers that don't really know what they want to do and then they, they're doing like grasping at doing all of the different courses, you just don't retain that information at all. So I think it was really good the way that, you know, you did the course and you went, I need to continue to consolidate this um, with your continued learning and, and obviously ultimately you, you jumped into mum safe. But yeah. so when you said you were working at a gym before we went into all the lockdowns and then that's when you decided to launch your own business, right? Tell us a little bit about that next part of the journey. Yeah. So my idea was to work in a gym for two years. I thought to myself, get some really good experience on the ground. And the time that I was working in that gym, I learned a shitload. Like I learned okay. so much hands-on stuff just being around people in the gym um and that was in february march lockdown i'd worked in the gym four weeks and then i'm at home <laughs> newly qualified <laughs> what the hell <laughs> right the do do? yeah yeah so i sat at home for a couple of weeks and then i think me and my husband had a chat and he's like just start your business you've been wanting to do this whole time just take out the two years that you wanted to work in the gym and that's do it if that's what you want to do. Um, it was so supportive. So, yeah, I started my business, Motivate Mums. Cool. Tell us about that part of the journey. I didn't have the first idea about business, not the first. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, registered the business name, all the things that, not all the things, but the things that I needed to do to start. Mm. But, you know, I still didn't, I did not have a clue. And, it wasn't until I jumped into the MomSafe team I actually started to understand how much work there was to do. But I was so keen to learn. Mm. So keen. Um, we started working together, one-on-one -on -one sessions, and we have done ever since. And I think just looking back then to what I know now, um, you know, even the, the very basic things, learning different systems, understanding financials, all the things that you need in place to run a successful business. So what are some of the, the things that you didn't know that you learned that you needed to know like really early on? Oh, boundaries was a big one, huge. Because when I first started my business and I ran it for a few weeks without the support from you, was you just try and take on anything, anywhere, anytime, you know, at, at any price really. It was like you just you done everything for other people and not for you and your family. I'm leaving the house at five o'clock in the morning mm. when I've got two young kids. My kids were quite young at the time. Um, and yeah, there's probably an aspect of that that you've got to do early on, but I feel like I had the opportunity to learn it straight away. So boundaries was a big one, setting that the boundaries out for me and my family and the life values that we talk about, which is such a huge one that's kind of shaped my business definitely so wh when you say values like I've talked about values a little bit for any but for anyone that's not heard me talk about values before what what does the values stuff mean to you so 
my two values are honesty and excitement. And I always just bring myself back to if it doesn't make me excited and I'm not being honest to me or my family, then I can choose not to do it. But sometimes, yes, sometimes I step outside my values, but as long as it's for like a short period of time, mm. then it's fine. But I've I've done things that push me outside of my life values and it just doesn't sit right with me. I think, oh, I could do it with the extra money or I'll just do it for a short period of time. But as soon as I take it on, it's just like a gut feeling that this isn't going to work. Like I can't do it just for the money. It's got to really sit right with me and my family. Can you think of an example of something that's been like that or a, yeah, a situation? Yeah. So I got asked to do some personal training, like mobile personal training at someone's house. Oh, this was a few months ago. And for a a higher price, I was going to make more money. I accept, you know, I said I would do it twice a week. And I done it for the first week. And then I had to be honest with, with the client and say, I just can't, I can't do it. Because, you know, it, it just wasn't being honest to myself or them, you know. Mm. So it just it just didn't make sense to carry it on. Yeah. And how do you think you would have handled that had you not understood your values or had them as a guiding principle? Well, I feel like that's how people become burnt out. Mm. I feel like if I hadn't learned that stuff early on, I would have just been doing things for other people, thinking I've got to commit to things on their time frame, around their hours of work, around what they want to do rather than what I want to do. So yeah. probably burnt out would have been the end result. Yeah, and I think, you know, we can end up so quickly in conflict. We, you know, we build these businesses to be there for our families, especially those of us that are mums and the majority of our mums, safety are mums. And I imagine the most, most of the people listening to the podcast are mums and we can fall into this trap of, you know, we build this thing that we're supposed to be supporting our family with, but very quickly it takes us into conflict with our whole family. And, you know, it stands out for me every time I travel and it's really interesting because I actually have a hard, although I love travel and I love what I do, I have a really hard time leaving my kids. Um, even though I'm also someone that's like, everyone needs to have time out away from their children. So I, I find even having that philosophy in my head of knowing that I need time away from my kids really hard to kind of balance. So I'm consistently coming back to like my two mm. values are courage and connection. And it's like, I, am I being courageous by leaving or am I being courageous by choosing not to leave? And, and, where does that connection, where do I need to prioritize the connection? And have I been prioritizing connection with my kids? And and now it's okay to have courage to leave them and, and connect with people that I want to teach. Or is the courage and the connection in choosing not to leave my kids and letting go of that opportunity because right now I need to be at home with the kids. And it's really nice to have and powerful mm. to have like exactly like you said, the 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 guiding it's your true north, isn't it? It's, it's what I spoke about at the Mom Safe Retreat a couple of years ago. It's your principles, oh, sorry, your values are your true north and you can't create a business that is legitimately what you don't love if you know your values. So I love, and, and you've said it a lot of times, I've heard you say it a lot of times that you're having that early on in your fitness career was really helpful. Um, there's a lot of trainers that don't learn that till, till later on and you know what, it's absolutely okay. It's just you got to then have the courage or the honesty or whatever your values are to then drop a lot of the stuff that you're now doing that doesn't align in order to build the business that you want to have. Yeah, I feel so grateful that I could learn it all 
it's like I didn't make the mistake. No one makes, we don't make mistakes, but I feel like I didn't make mistakes in the business because I had the guidance from you and the team. It's like right at the beginning, I could be led on the path that I wanted to lead rather than work in the gym for two years and then probably get, I don't know if I'll get stuck there. Like, you know, I feel like you, I felt like I had the right guidance and support right from the start. Mm. For a lot of people, it's hard to jump in really early. It's like that whole, um, my business is not making money or I don't have money yet to, so I shouldn't be investing in my business upskilling. Like what made you do that really early on? I think I was just, I really just wanted to learn as much as I could from the right people. And I'd researched the Body Beyond Baby team as it was back then. And I just had a feeling it was going to be the right decision. So it come out of, well, I wasn't making money at the time. So it was an agreement that I said to my husband that this is what I want to put into the business to get it off the ground. Because eventually I'll make more money back, you know, early on rather than do the mm. things that I don't want to do for 12, 12 months, two years, um, and not invest in the business. So I didn't hesitate at the start. I just jumped in as quickly as I could. Yeah, tell me about that conversation, though, because I speak to a lot of, especially women, and it shits me to tears, although I get it. I get it, but then I don't get it. It's like, why are we asking permission of our husbands? Um, and it's often when we're on maternity leave or we're technically not earning money. Um, having said that, I, the podcast with Mel Brown like a few months ago, of you know, I, I thought that children were a, a joint responsibility, not just her responsibility, and she's, you know, staying home looking after um, the kids. So the cost is not all associated with her income. But how did you choose... Did you guys have savings or did you, I'm just thinking about other people's circumstance and, and how they might figure out what the best thing is to them. Or did you have like $5,000 that I'm going to invest in the business or, you know, what, how did you do that? Yeah. Had no savings at the time. I think I put all my savings into the PT course. It was just, it was just an outgoing that it was part of the family outgoings. You know, I'd worked full time in an office role prior to that and it was my choice to to be on maternity leave and wasn't getting an income I decided that that's what I was doing and <laughs> you know Peter agreed because I feel like we work hard when we're on maternity leave and it was just time for me to prioritize something that I wanted to do mm. um so it was an easy decision for me and I understand not everybody's in that financial situation but if you can do it because in the long run it's gonna it's gonna pay off. Yeah, okay. And then so how long before you were covering your immediate expenses in your business? Because you know, I know that there are expenses, but we're not talking bricks bricks and mortar and paying rent and, and all that kind of stuff. So generally a, a group outdoor group fitness business has low costs. Um it's it's relatively risk risk free for most most people. Um so yeah, what happened next? What did you do? When did it become financially viable? Tell us more of the story. Yeah, so I kicked off my classes in, it was just the end of March, start of April 2020. So right in the thick of COVID. Um, but I think, I think that it worked out well because mums wanted to get outdoors, the gyms were closed. 
as long as we abided by the rules, then you could still run your fitness business outside. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. It took me six months to make traction being out there in the community and trying to get clients. I had one client to start with in one class and I only opened one class at the start and had the same client coming along week in, week out. And then there was two and it was a slow process. And I think sometimes you can get lost in that slow process. But mm. if you just keep keep going and getting out there, it definitely started to pick up for me. Um, it was about six months until I started earning some, like, a, a bit of money. Um, I sold out, I think it was one class within six months, and then I waited to open a second class. So I didn't, I only opened one class, sold out that one, then opened another class. And it was one class at a time when I was in Sydney. And I would always make sure that class was full before I opened a third class. So by the time I left Sydney, I had three classes all fully booked out. And that was November, 2021. Okay. So it's like 18 months to build to three completely oversubscribed sessions yeah yeah and you were um running pt as well yeah so i actually took on quite a bit of pt in sydney so i had 15 pt sessions happening that that picked up a bit quicker than than the groups so i was really busy with pt so yeah before i closed down the business it was about 15 pt sessions three full groups and then i launched the online membership as well in November 2021. Tell us about what what's the online membership. Why did you do that? I done that originally to make an extra bit of income. So just a different way of making income and being able to reach more mums online. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into a membership that I could still train my Sydney clients when I moved up to the Sunshine Coast. And it just become it's it's evolved over time. So it was me running three classes a week um, with my Sydney clients. And then after I moved, that continued. But then I partnered with two other mum safe trainers. And I actually messaged them to say, today to say, we've got such a good thing going on. Because it's just, it's, <laughs> it's doing really well now. Um, it's took, it took a while. It took a while. But I think as soon as you start putting your effort into something, you can see how it starts to to pick up. So you can see the reward. Yeah. Um, so now it's there's three of us that are all on the Mum Safe team, and we provide the nine nine live classes to mums all over Australia. So let me just paint the picture for people. You launched a online membership or online training so that you could add another income stream to your business that you could one scale, but two, you know, maybe upsell some of your current clients and and then add other people in there. And then when you moved to Queensland, you kept your Sydney clients in there and then collaborated with Lou of Strong Mums and Rach of Mums Run Club. Um, and now it works well because you run nine sessions between you, but each of you only run three sessions each. Is that, that's right? That's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool. That's how we and do what, it. And what happens if someone goes on holiday or something? Well, we cover each other. So I took five weeks out and we come to an agreement now that we pay a small fee to each other to keep the classes going. And we've got a really good agreement between us that 
we treat each other's clients as our own. So it's not like mm. they're your clients, they, they're mine. It's we treat them all the same. Or sometimes I don't see my clients that get trained by Lou and Rach. So we've come together to create something, yeah, really special that if one of us steps away or if one of us sick or something happens, we can we can always look after each other. Yeah, I love that. I love the collaborations that come out of the Mum Safe team. And I think you guys have done that really, really well. Um, nice work. Well done. Um, let's talk then. So let's talk numbers. Can you remember what, so you had 15 PT sessions, three sold out classes. Um, do you know, can you remember what your financial, like your income or your, you know, your revenue was when you left Sydney? I can't exactly remember. We could work it out. <laughs> um, so <laughs> my three classes, all that. <laughs> um, I know that I'm earning more now. That's what I know. I've got it all in my spreadsheet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's okay. So you had like, um, so you've got three, three sold out classes, 15 PT clients. We'll let people do the maths on, you know, whatever that looks like. But you guys then make the decision to move from Sydney to the Sunshine Coast. And what that means is you're going to completely shut down your business and restart. How does that feel? Shit to start. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, at the start it was because I built this business up and it was my, like, it's my baby. It's, you know, it's mm. from the start, I'm all about my business. It's just me. Um, so to shut it down was really hard and, and daunting at the time because we decided to move in quite a, a short period of time. But... After I, I started, even before I shut the business down, I started contacting people on the, in Queensland because of the stuff that I already knew from running my business in Sydney. It was like contacting physios, contacting lo- like people in the local area, posting in the Facebook groups, started putting the layers down before I'd even moved, which I think massively helped because I, because I had that education and I could apply it into restarting the business so it was scary at the time all the thoughts go through your mind can I do this is it going to be mums that want to train with me what's the area going to be like but I think because I'd done it once before I knew I could do it again what were some of the key things that you'd done in Sydney that you knew you needed to do straight away I mean you talked about your women's health physios but what else I think that so posting in the Facebook group, contacting a lot of the allied health professionals in the area. Flyers. So as soon as I moved up here, I had my flyers ready to go. So I was walking around town with my flyers. I was just getting out there as much as I could in the community. I was down at the local coffee shop as soon as I moved every single day, telling them who I was, giving them my flyers and wear my branded stuff, you know, I've constantly got my, my branded clothing on everywhere I go. Um, and as soon as I moved to the point where I'd posted that much in the Facebook groups that people were recognizing my car the, the first week that I moved here, they'd say, oh, I've seen you posting in the groups. And then I've just seen your car drive down the street. And I, I got a couple of messages off the back of that. Yeah. And that's the beauty, like, that's what we want, right? You, we want you to be this presence in your local community um, that people just, you know, the second they think about working with mums, they think about you and, um, 
you've had the van. I know the van's kind of gone to wherever vans go when they, <laughs> they're no longer with us, but you've had the Motivate Mums van that's been driving around Budroom and, and was in Sydney for a bit. Like, what are you doing now? What are you going to get? Are you going to get another van? No, I'm not going to get a van, but it's oh, going to no. be branded. No, it's going to be branded oh, to hell. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm sad as well. I'm very sad about the van. But there will be a van, a car driving around fully branded up very soon, for sure. <laughs> it's like part of me. It's part of my brand. I feel naked without the car. Yeah, you have to do that again. So what were, so you started to lay the layers as soon as you came to the Sunshine Coast. What were the internal things in your business, like maybe around knowing your numbers, knowing your capacity, um, you know, knowing the things that you needed to do in order for you to, I guess, get the same traction that you'd already had in Sydney? Um, yeah, what, what were those things that you were doing behind the scenes? I think a big one is what you speak about a lot, Jen, is the, the campaign calendar. I think when you get lost within your business, going back to what that is, and that's a spreadsheet of, you know, we run, I run by term. So every term we do exactly the same process and I, sticking to that really helped me put down the layers. So it was, you know, three weeks before I was going to launch the business, it was contacting people in the area who'd already inquired, contacting all the allied health professionals in the area, going around the parks with my flyers, knowing how many um, clients I had to get to get back to what I was earning in Sydney. Mm -hmm. So understanding what that all meant. So you had your campaign calendar and also the the numbers of like your capacity and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. I was starting off with the, the one class again. So I didn't want to risk opening up five classes, you know, and then spreading myself over five classes. So open up one class again, one class. I had two clients for a while. And it was going through that same process again, but I knew that it was going to get busier. And I knew if I stuck with the consistency of putting everything down, like I did in Sydney, that it would work. And did it go quicker than in Sydney? Like what happened? It did. It went a lot quicker. Within six months, I was earning more than I was in Sydney mm -hmm. because I had the confidence, I, you know, I think building a business, you some I did, I lacked a lot of confidence, but this time I knew I could do it. So I got out there a bit more with confidence and with I think more consistency of um handing out the flyers to the mums, you know. There was no hesitation this time. Like in Sydney I'd like be hesitant of giving them a flyer. <laughs> but now I'm just like, This is what I do, do you want a flyer? And nine times out of ten they're like, Oh, I was just looking over and I really want to come and talk to you but I knew you were busy or whatever it may be. And it's, I think you said it, you always say that you're kind of doing them a disservice if you don't go over because they probably want to train with you. So it's being able to just back yourself and know that what you're delivering is a good service. Yeah, I think one of the big things that you, well, you didn't say it out loud, but when we start something again, it's like, we're not starting from scratch. We're starting from experience. And that's a quote that I don't know who the quote comes from, but it, your journey really stands out to me that you were able to get in six months or, you know, potentially less than where you'd got to in Sydney in 18 months, which makes me kind of go, 
what would you be doing in Sydney now? Like it's two ways to it, right? Like it could be just steadily growing um, and this is exactly what you needed to land in another place and have that confidence to grow the business quicker. I've often thought whether the, the business in Sydney, the same thing, but I definitely think going through that experience of moving businesses, like you get so much more experience of everything. You're doing it all again. So I think for me in the business, it was actually worked out better, to be honest. Yeah. And I do think like you're in a, such a great community now, like Sydney's interesting. Like I definitely mm. think you get community in Sydney, you do, but um, where you are on the sunny coast, I think it's, I don't know, it just feels like it's that closer knit community, a little bit, maybe less transient or maybe not with all the Sydney people coming up there. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what Emma, so you've, you've kind of, you know, you've built the, becoming locally famous or you are locally famous, you know, you were in Sydney, you are again um, in Budroom and, and the surrounding area on the Sunshine Coast. What have you started to do that builds your business from there? Because as trainers that work with mums and that run a service-based business, there's often a cap on, you know, the amount of money you can earn because it's all this, you know, you've got to show up to deliver a session to get paid for the session. So it's a real time for money exchange. And I know that, you know, you've got financial goals and you don't necessarily want to, you know, you've got boundaries as well and you don't really want to do more sessions. Although sometimes I know you will, if, if, if it aligns with the goals that you've got, but what are some of the things that you're doing to build your business beyond the face-to-face -face element? Well, we keep building the, the online platform that we talked before. That is my aim to build that bigger than what it is now. Um, and then also run community events. So I run an event last June. No, this June. Can't, I don't know where I'm. June, which one? Yeah, I was like, when was it? Uh, which is a family fun, like fitness event. And that was just another way to get the community together, make money on a different in a different way so it's just another income stream meant that I didn't have to run several sessions it was just a one-off session in the park to involve kids families um so and my plan is as well to run some little like little wellness days little things throughout the year that won't take a lot of time up but add mm. just little bits of income yeah and you launched a podcast I did. I launched a podcast last. Tell us about that, that, <laughs> <laughs> that was last June. Um, yeah, Mom Life Untangled podcast, which I felt like it was such a big win for me. To, like the thought of launching a podcast was just like overwhelming, and I think that was one of my goals in the mastermind last last year. Mm. And being able to launch that podcast just was huge for me, and I think. This year, I've really put a bit of effort into it, um, contacting local businesses. So every two weeks, there's a new one released. And it's all about helping mums untangle the complicated things that happen in mum life. So it's it's been a good one to like talk to local businesses. And, and it's a good networking tool to then expand your networking area. So each mm. every two weeks, I'm talking to a new business on the course that helps support mums um so I feel like that's such a good way of broadening your your search and getting people to know you and then have that big network yeah and I think you've done that in a really um strategic way having people in your local community to do that because 
I mean, you know, you get the opportunity now to go outside of that if you want to build your online business. So, um, but making sure you're always kind of pulling it back to that, the local element when you're trying to build, you know, more mums in your local community is super important. Yeah. Um, but it does really take you into that next level of becoming beyond locally famous, which you can then leverage all of the foundations you've laid, all of the layers you've laid, and your podcast becomes this next layer that's, yes, helping you to to connect with local businesses, but then it's taking you way beyond that as well because people can, you know, obviously listen from wherever they are in the world and then mm. potentially join up to your online classes and yeah. whatever else you're going to birth into the world yeah yeah and I love seeing how many listens and how many downloads or whatever it is on <laughs> like yes That's, it's called mum life untangled I'll put yeah. some I'll put a link to that into the show notes as well um and if you think about your journey from where you are to where you are now what are some of the things that you would you know, I don't, I'm not, don't love advice. I love experience so that you would share with, you know, any trainer listening that has a similar goal or a same goal to you as, as growing a business in the kind of mum space, what would you share with them? Like, what are your words of wisdom? I'd say don't give up because it is too easy to give up or Mm. say that something doesn't work. It doesn't work because I've been working on it for a few months and I can't get clients. It's It will work. And I think you just, not just, <laughs> you have to get out there. <laughs> Getting out there in the community because sometimes we can be scared to, to get out there and talk to people. But mm. yeah, I would not give up at all because keep going. And yeah, I feel like sometimes I can get swept away with, it's not working and then you bring yourself back to looking how far you've come even if it was you had two clients at the start of term and now you've got 10 amazing all right that what's next like working on that next thing all the time and celebrating the small wins Mm. you've told me to do that and I actually said that into the mum safe group the other day because someone was saying that they're they're a bit lost and and I said remember to celebrate the small wins because you do forget these little wins over time add up to a lot and then you look back over a couple of terms and you've you've come a long way. Yeah, I think so. the don't give up is so incredibly important and it's if you're consistently, if you're not doing the things, we'll fucking either give up or just start doing the things, right? Like if you're sitting there in the background going, I'm not doing all the things, like I've been given all this information or guidance and I'm like sitting there wishing that it's going to happen, well then fine, totally different story. But if you are somebody who is taking on um, actions to do and you're out there in your community and, and doing those things, then not giving up is has to be one of the best pieces of advice that you could give people. If you're genuinely doing the work, don't just stop. Don't stop mm. too early. It's so sad when people stop too early or give up too early. It is. And I find I get the fire in my belly when I just, I'm not giving up. I can do it. And just believing in yourself, having the team around you is a big one. You know, the mum safe team, knowing that they're all in your corner, celebrating all the things with you as well. So get in the mum safe team. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Em, I've got one more question for you. Um, and I have asked you this before. What do you stand for? What do I stand for, Jen? 
I stand for helping new mums return to exercise safely after having a baby, but I also help mums through all journeys of motherhood. So I never want anybody to be excluded, all inclusive, and I'm going to take over the world with Motivate Mums. I love it. I love it. I just think, you know what I've just had in my head now, like a Motivate Mum. Imagine having like a Motivate Mums bus and the bus rocks up into your suburb and you get on the bus and you do your workout or you've got these big speakers and you take all the equipment out of the bus. Like I see all these Motivate Mums buses around around England as well as around Australia. Well, that that was a thought on the weekend when I was camping. I was like, I could travel around Australia with a Motivate Mums bus, giving workouts to mums. In, I just went on this big tangent piece like, oh, my goodness me. Um, and I know when I come back from the Mum Safe Retreat, a few friends were saying, like, what are you going to do now? And I just kept saying, I feel like I could take over the world. I feel empowered to just, like, just go for it. Do whatever you want to do. Just absolutely yep. go for it. So you have yeah. to give it a go. Like whatever it is, we have to give it a go. Yeah. Um, and if, if someone is a mum and they're listening, how do they get in contact with you? If they, they think you're awesome and want to come train with you, how, um, yeah, where do they go? I'm on Instagram, motivate underscore mums. You'll find me on Facebook and check out my podcast, Mum Life Untangled. You can hang out with me on there and always welcome to a DM. Awesome. I love it. And thank you so much for taking the time out. Like you're someone that I'm always very actually aware of when I ask you to spend time with me in some way, because you always do it. So I'm like, I don't want to ever fall into that space of assuming that you will give your time and your energy to come and talk on a podcast or do a masterclass or any of that kind of thing. So, um, thank you for always being willing and know that I'm always, just wanting to make sure that there's not too big an ask going out into into the world. Um, and I know that you're a huge inspiration for many of the members of our Mum Safe team. Um, I love working with you because you just fucking get shit done. Um, and you're an awesome human. So thank you so much for spending time with me and with us. And I can't wait to see what the remainder of 2023 and the 2024 Motivate Mums bus yeah. brings to the world. <laughs> Oh, thanks for having me, Jane. I have loved working alongside you for the last, what, three and a half years. And you just keep helping me grow my business and personally as well. So thank you for everything you do. Always, always. All right, sweet. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for being with us today. As always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have one more conversation that takes us closer to our goal of safe and effective exercise for all women at every stage of motherhood. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so more people can join us next time. And if you particularly loved this episode, please do share it on your socials and make sure to tag me. For further information about anything we've talked about, head to jendugard.com. And if you want to connect with me in person, head over to my Instagram at jendugard. And if you want to join the mission and become a MumSafe trainer, make sure you join the wait list for the next time doors open to welcome new MumSafe trainers into our tribe. Thank you for your voice in this space. Have a beautiful day.